hello and welcome to No Applause, Just a Clap, the only show that says, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! So, we lost the first take of this, unfortunately, so you guys are deprived of, what, a minute and a half of us not having anything? Well, we're going to recount that minute now. Um, so... That we were going to talk about Guardians, I haven't seen it yet, but all the spoilers? Yes. That's pretty much it. So, I did want to say, uh, I didn't bring up last week about Awesome Mix Volume 2, is that listening to it, I thought it wasn't as good as Volume 1. Um, but I mean, how could it be? Well, it's James Gunn. I mean, I, I think, as, as opposed to, like, you know, I, I would like to be at least on equal par, and it is, Ooh, but sorry. I have Yawn. to see... Am like I boring I said, you? Wasn't the, no, it wasn't that. Like I said, but wasn't the Awesome Mix Volume 1 made by his mother? James Gunn? That's the, I was going to say, that's the mythos around it, is that his mother made that mix years ago, and he ended up using it in the movie. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, volume 2 is good. Um, I think it's, I, I do think it's on par with Volume 1, but you have to see the movie to get the context of certain songs. So it's not just Rockin'. You say Rockin' or Rocket? I said Rockin'. Why would I it say Rockin'? It is Rockin'. Um, I mean, the, there is, like, one song that's kind of the... the you know, downshift of it, which is uh, Cat Stevens' father and son. Oh, God. Yeah, well, when you see it, all the, no, thank all you. the feels. But, um... Sorry, so, I start, just started hearing Cat's Cradle in my head. That's Harry Chapin. Yeah, I know, but it's just, it's the same kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so, actually, if they had picked Harry Chapin's Cats in the Cradle, it actually would have made more sense lyrically. That probably would have had to pay a lot more. Yeah, cats. Yeah. Can you imagine how expensive that song would be? And the cats and the crew. Well, it's Disney. I mean, it's not like they're broke. It's not an indie. Fair enough. So anyway, uh, Guardians two, and of course, I wrote the very beginning of this um, description episode. Spoilers. All the spoilers. Massive spoilers. Um, so skip this or scrub it, whatever you want to do, um, until we get to other stuff. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about anyway. So I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, loved it. I do think there were parts of it where it was James Gunn trying to be entertaining. You know, like, I, I, think, I think the pressure of putting out something that matched the awesomeness that was the first Guardians weighed on him. I think probably between that and the studio going... You had the biggest release for an August, like... But you realize that he outperformed their expectations this weekend, money-wise. Did he really? Yeah. Good. Um, like I'm, I'm going to go see it again. Like I said, Guardians so. outperformed the expectations, money-wise, for the opening weekend. See, but they, I mean, not like a see, crazy See, they could have afforded her, still. Children. <laughs> There you go. And the kids in the cradle so, the spoon. I will say, um, you know when writer-directors do a sequel, and, and I'm not disparaging on Joss Whedon, um, this it's, was... It's, I always think that maybe writers, directors should never really do a sequel. No, well, I, I disagree with that, but they always say, like, yeah, we could have gone big, but we're going to go smaller, and in Age of Ultron, I don't... I don't think that was captured. I can see specific moments where it is very Joss Whedon trying to make it about the characters, especially with the, uh, the Vision and Scarlet Witch, and obviously, um... You know, by the way, it, we it, all know it, Vision doesn't know how to make paprikash. No, we don't. But I, I guess there was a scene, uh, some something that got uh, uh, leaked where um, you do see uh, him and Scarlet Witch kissing, which is nice. Uh, 
Warms it warms the uh, dark, deadened cockles of my heart to see that couple. Um, nope. Cockles. Heart. Anyway. Um, I, have a, I have a... Nothing. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm like, please do it, because this well, is going to be hilarious. I have... Uh, I'm my, like, do it. This is I have two so penises. One pumps blood through my... I have a, oh, some, no. I have a... The, yeah. I have a, a... Your heart penis. And your my heart penis, and then my regular penis, which I just used to pee. Um, nothing else. Just to fit in in locker rooms. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so anyway... Sorry about the voice cracking. I've been very ill this weekend. Um, but no, like, this was when James Gunn said, like, it is more about the characters than... And it's it's a big plot. I mean, it's a huge plot. I'm not, I'm not going to get a lot into it. I do want to avoid some spoilers. Um, so I'm not going to break down, you know, scene by scene. But in terms of when you see um, Ego and... Played by Kurt Russell. Um, Ego and, and Chris Pratt, Star-Lord interact, uh, the Gamora Nebula stuff, and then, surprisingly, not surprisingly looking back, but surprisingly when you're watching it for the first time, uh, Rocket and Yondu, like, this, there is... That actually doesn't surprise me. Uh, it, 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 it'll make a lot more, like, it, you go, uh, it, it does get a little surprising. There's a moment where you're kind of like, oh, shit, like, but I mean, I really every like time that... these characters interact, and, I'm sorry to interrupt, I just want to get through this, um, <laughs> this thought anyway, um, Every time they have their big character moments in these pairings, um, it is so organic and powerful that it makes you forget about, like, the danger to the galaxy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it really no, is very... a smaller movie in terms of... It's not character-driven, but the character beats in, in all are, are just stunning. But you realize that's extremely Whedon-esque to take people in extreme situations and people that have been bad guys before... And turn their personality and their character on its head and connect them up with the quote-unquote I agree. Guys. And that's why I'm saying I'm not disparaging Whedon for... Like I said, I think there, no, there no, are, it, there are it, seeds it, of it in Avengers 2, but I think due to... It's the Jonathan Andrew thing. Buffy. Yeah? The trio. Okay. Jonathan and Andrew. Right. Oh, yeah, Jonathan does have that doubt right before he dies, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Andrew becomes... One of the he becomes one, one of the, the Scoobies. Well, he becomes one of the protectors of the chosen, the new Buffies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, he joined the Scooby gang. But well. yeah, like I said, it's one of those. It's very Whedon-esque to take somebody who was a quote-unquote bad guy and turn that concept on its head. It, it's and bring them into a corporate, which you, is what he probably did with Nebula and Yondu. Well, n no, is Yondu Nebula is still a bad guy. <laughs> Kinda. She was like she so emotionally out. abused. That gets that actually gets paid off. Um, her motivations are still extremely selfish. They just happen she's just, she's to just, line up. She's stunted. They just happen to. Mm, once you see, once you right see it. Bra. No, I am not. Um, I'm gonna lend you one. No, I'm good. But a couple, I think I've never worn. Well, then they're not broken in. I don't want them. Well, I, ordered them I only use pre-used Like I said, bras. I ordered them online and they didn't fit right, so I never worn them, but they're still in a drawer. I should probably put them on the dumpster for a homeless lady, huh? Or dude. Fair enough. To wear it like a testicle sling. Maybe use it as a slingshot? I think that was my joke, too, but... My, I, I, okay. So, anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy, I loved it. 
Uh, tears at the end, I'll warn you right now. Not like Toy Story 3 level, but enough, oh, God, enough, enough that I was with two friends, and I had to pretend to, like, rest my hand on my, like, you know, armrest and, like, wipe my cheeks, because I was like, oh my God, all the feels. Um, I do want to reveal the, uh, the reference to the Mary Poppins, because, uh, Deb, I know you don't care, but well, I think you'll really enjoy it. when you say, I'm Mary Poppins, you all, I just think about gay dudes doing poppers. Well, I'll tell you that this, this line is said by Yondu, played by Michael Rooker, so that alone... Rooker? Rooker? I was actually just being a dick, but go ahead. Um, that, uh, you know, just hearing Michael Rooker say, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, was awesome. But in that, they're floating down from, like, some kind of, like, spaceship explosion, and he's floating down on the telekinetically um, controlled um, arrow, and Chris Pratchett's laughing, and he's like, what are you laughing at? And he goes, you look like Mary Poppins. And Yondu goes, was he a badass? Oh. Chris Pratt's like, yeah, sure. And he goes, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like, it was it's, it was very much the Alice Cooper, was she pretty joke, but, um, from Cougar Town, but uh, Oh, God, hilarious. I love that fucking joke. So, anyway. Was she pretty? And, uh, I will say, I, I was very surprised that James Gunn dug so deep, uh, as to bring in the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the ones I read about, that, that they've been around since the 70s. Um, so I'm really excited that they're, I, he said he, they're going to be in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's already teased it a little bit. Oh, yeah. And there's no one else I could think to play Charlie 27 than Ving Rhames. Like, I love Ving Rhames. Mm. I love that he has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah. Very, oh, no, that was Michael Duncan. Oh, shit. We don't have him anymore. We don't. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, highly recommended. Uh, love it. The soundtrack it again, right? has been heightened uh, by, seeing, uh, by seeing the movie. What? Am You're going to see it again, right? Yeah, I was actually going to try to squeeze it in today, but I don't think I'll be able to do that. I think I'll probably Crazy. squeeze it in. No, yeah. Um, I'll probably end up watching it maybe it's Monday, so maybe like Tuesday or Friday. I'd suddenly have the time again. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it again, um, and hopefully I get the extra regal rewards points are given out for that, but um, oh, really? I, I, nice. I get that, and uh, Garbatron's back. That's not Garbatron, it's just a delivery truck. Delivertron. Um, no, no. This show's brought to you by Delivertron.com, that's Delivertron.com. <laughs> they always make you say the... Apparently Garbatron is here. Yeah, so I, yeah, it's Garbatron. Well, I just, He's I the had, opposite of Delivertron. No, I, just, I had so many wet. delivery trucks this morning, I figured that Garbatron came through at some point. There's one. What? Uh, one of the little winged beasts you've been fight, waging a war with. Seriously, I thought I killed them all. The procedure works. Backstory. You cannot escape the vessel. <laughs> Oh, inside jokes, but we're not going to explain them. No, so, backstory on the Winged Beasts. Um, this last, it wasn't summer, it was probably fall. I was going to say I had a fly problem in my apartment, and since I pissed off maintenance, they won't do shit for me. But I'm, I'm sure I could have some recourse. But I started introducing a procedure where when Doug and I take shots, we put plastic covers over our shot glasses and our, uh, I was going to say, and our backs. And it's actually worked pretty much 100%. 
after the first two weeks, but yeah. now there is a tiny winged beast, which doesn't exactly shock me because we just had a lot of rain and it's very warm outside. Yeah. So, I mean, one, that's fine. Also, I have a window open in my bedroom and that screen's broken, so it's not exactly a shock. That might have come in today, then. Like I said, it probably did because I didn't see it yesterday or this last week. But like I said, but it pisses me off because I've literally done everything I could to take care of this problem. Good. I just more thinking about me angry squirting the flies with the uh, soap and water mixture out of the spray bottle and how it ended up cleaning the walls real well. <laughs> well, I mean, silver lining, right? Well, I wasn't mad about it. Um, should we move on to what made us laugh the hardest this week? Uh, sure. Hi, zombie. Okay. This is my second favorite episode of all time. With her eating the this dog. The, the dominatrix brain. Dominatrix uh, we, we talked about it off air uh, a couple days ago. and uh, Second favorite of all time. Yes, yeah, second crumpy favorite. Old, crumpy Old Liv is still the favorite. Why? Because yeah. you're never going to tell. You're one of the good ones, Clive. Clive. I'm going to walk away and pretend you didn't say that. It was a compliment. Um, but his reactions to dominatrix brain were awesome. Well, I also like now he understands why her behavior is so wildly different. Right. So, like I said, it's one of those things where it's just like, did he just dismiss her as schizophrenic because he thought she was a psychic? Or, like, eccentric or weird. But well, now he knows. But, like I said, now he knows. He can roll so, with it. Like I said, I like his reactions to her now knowing that she's reacting to the murder victim brain. Um, also, her boobs in this episode. We're on fleek. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, that when she's wearing the, uh, the skirts. The with first outfit. Well, it's the, the skirt. No, it's it's the skirt with the pendulum and the sheer panel in the front. Mm -hmm. Her boobs were on fucking point. Yeah. Thanks, girl. Uh, I brought this up, dude. Did you notice that her, even though she still wore like black, it was very sexy. Well, you told me as it she. It becomes as it's, as the brain wears off, it becomes a bit more not, it less revealing. I should say. I don't want to say more conservative, well, but less revealing. Well, the thing was that none of them were particularly revealing. They were just kind of suggestive. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is that her interactions with the sketch bitch, Jimmy, which we're going to talk about in a second, were pretty much the same the entire way through. And then the last end where she does the final interrogation and she has to be intimidating, she still has the same power, but you can tell it's wearing off of her a little bit. And she's got to kick it up a notch to maintain. Like, yeah, She brings exactly. the camera in there like, we could have just turned it off. Thanks, wife. Uh, so... What we were giggling about like fucking idiots is that she tries to explain to their sketch artist that she saw something on Snapchat and he needs to sketch the faces. Obviously, like nine faces. Obviously that's a lie. She had a vision and she needs him to sketch the faces. Right. And Jimmy being Jimmy. Thick move, Jimmy. They bring Jimmy weirdly enough. Like I said, and we've seen this sketch artist a few times before yeah. in the series. Like he's... I wouldn't say a regular, but he's an established character. Yeah. Actually, this was a really big episode for bringing a lot, bringing back a lot of characters we've uh -huh. seen before. Well, we've never met Kim Marino's character, have we? No, never. But I mean, what a shock! It's a Dan Harmon, not Dan Harmon. Um, uh, uh, Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas joint. Just, just so. think. Yeah, no, I know. Just think, Matchbox Twenty. He dies in the last season, doesn't he? He did, and they ate his brain, and they were playing his songs. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying is, so he's an established character, but so she finally basically kind of figures out his deal and in 
intimidates him into doing all of the sketches for him and actually does use the phrase, be a good little sketch bitch. And then it's one of those where like you can almost see his brain clicking and being like, oh, oh. Oh. My favorite was when she was describing one of the sketches and mentions that he had like barbell piercings in his nipples. Jimmy gets a little uncomfortable and goes, this is more of a neck up situation. And she goes, draw the nipples, Jimmy. You have to say it way more angry. It was like, oh, I can't. Draw the nipples, Jimmy! So, yeah, I was going to say, she yells at him. It's also one of those where she's making him draw like... It's more like 12 sketches. I think it ends up being like 10 or 11. Like, yeah. it's an unreasonable amount, especially if it's... In one sitting. Like I said, especially if it's a sketch artist, because, you know, you have to describe it, and then re-describe it, and then re-describe it, and re-describe it. And, you know, the creative process is exhausting. Right. He says as You he are boring me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I will kick you right in the dick. Ooh, you could totally just, like, heel drop hammer. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. Hmm. I don't like this at all. What I was one of your bras to make like into a cup? Um, first, no, second I drawer with all of my leggings in the bedroom. Overthinking it. Moving on. What I was going to say is the whole thing that kind of like turned it and you're like, oh yeah, he's totally into this. When he's like, feeling a little lightheaded, I have low blood sugar. Can I have two bites of my lunch? I'm sorry, can I have my lunch? Two bites. It's soup. Two, two sips. <laughs> noodles. I'm oh, sorry, broth. No noodles. No. But it's just one of those things where, wow, we got a whole new level of Jimmy, and it was fucking hilarious. Got a whole new level of Liz, too. Liv, Liv. sorry. Yeah, Liv. Liv more. <laughs> However, there was a lot of other shit that happened in this episode. One, we got to see Ken Marino. Ken? Which, not a big thing, but we love to see Ken Marino. We do. Two, this is kind of the end of Major, you know, Lily White. And also... Or Grunkle... McGiffin or whatever the fuck they're going to rename him. But I mean, just also, do we know if Blaine's lying or not? We don't. Blaine was not in this episode. Do we know? Well, no, but I mean, the episode before, he still said he didn't have any memory and then immediately took Pat into bed. But I mean, wouldn't you lie and take Pat into bed? Yep. Peyton. Peyton. Excuse me. Um, But I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you? I think he'll remember, like, after they're, like, starting to get You think it's going to be, like, a a little bit farther on? Uh Uh-huh. Because, I mean, and also the fact that... Because then it creates the conflict between him and Peyton. But, I mean, it's also the thing that when they describe the memory loss, they say it's not instantaneous. It's kind of a fade. So, yeah. So maybe the memory return is the same way. I'm hoping that they'll be able to make Major a bit less... I mean, I think he was insufferable for the first couple seasons. I liked him on on this one. Now that he's kind of owned everything. But it's one of those things where he was absolutely insufferable, but was it because they needed to do this to him? I don't think they had, like, this huge of an well, arc one of those, set up, but I mean... No, but it's one of those things where it's like, Liv and Major, we're totally like this Aryan white nation that we're totally awesome, and he helps kids, and she's going to be a doctor, and we're yeah. so great. And it's like, you know, how can the zombie virus just keep... His name was Lily White. I know. He's a Major Lily White. Major, bro. So. But like I said... Major no, Lily they, White? But, I mean... They had the really good lead up to that and kind of the emotional goodbye between him and Liv. When they started kissing, I was like, no! I was like, oh wait, they're both zombies, they can fuck! Yeah, exactly. Because that was the problem before. She was afraid to have sex with him because she was a zombie. Right. 
And, you know, the whole thing with Ravi coming in and being like, I can wait till later. They're like, no, it's pretty much now Do you or think never. his speech was the speech he gave? No, of it course was so not. funny? No. no, because he goes, you wouldn't remember it, so let's I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he didn't write one and came up with that on the spot. I loved it. Was still super funny. Yeah. And heartfelt. The red herring is his soldier compatriot? Yeah. Now knows there's a cure. Well, no, it's knows he's a cure and has had brains that weren't in a tube. Episode before. You know, they're all eating the brains in a tube and mm-hmm. Major wasn't real pleased with it. Oh, that's where they do the dance, dance towards revolution. Exactly. Thing. I think those are the kind of red herrings in there. Red herrings for what? We have no idea how he's going to react to the fact that he now knows there's no... no that Fillmore Graves will now find out that there's a cure. No, no. That his, like I said, his soldier buddy now knows there's a cure, even if it does erase your memory. Okay. Which we're not 100% sure on yet. And now knows how much more awesome it is to eat actual brains instead of brain paste. And, I'll, for, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll double down on this one, the fact that um, Fillmore Graves may not know what's going on exactly with Liz, uh, Liv's visions, but apparently, like, the quote-unquote blue brains... Makes them more intense, longer, sharper. So, and what that does that mean? What does that? What this, is, that what? was a big thing with this last episode, though, about how long her visions were going on. So yeah, and she says like they kept me up all night. Now I need to, like, to sketch the twelve people, but the fact that if that whatever that that solution affects the brain that way, mm-hmm. I think is going to play out later on with a memory cure if there is one. Well, at least we don't have any new hope. No, but the, yeah, he says something about the tuberculosis killing the, or pneumonia killing the, the rats ammonia. before. Pneumonia. Ammonia. Pneumonia. Ammonia. Pneumonia. Ammonia. I can't tell if you're being a dick or... I was just being a dick. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like... Did you think we were about to really get into a fight there? Yeah. It's like, no, no, when your lungs fill up with fluid, it's not a cleaning solution. No, it's, it's pneumonia. Or a great name for a daughter. Amidia. Chlamydia. Chlamydia, sorry, ammonia. Sorry. sorry, go ahead. Continue on. Okay. Um, you haven't watched it yet. I mean, I know we both read the book. Uh, American Gods. I'm waiting till the end of the series. It was recommended to me by a friend that I trust that I should wait till the end of the series. And there's been a lot of series lately that... Oh, I forgot that we are going to talk about Riverdale. But anyways, there's been a, so- a lot of series lately that it's been recommended to me that I should just binge the season. Because it is torturous to wait for something that has so many details week to week. I, with American Gods, having, you know, I'm assuming like you read the book multiple times. Are you kidding? I love that book. So, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like, somewhere on that show. So it's not like I don't know what's going to happen. So the torture of a week to week basis for me on this is like, it's, it's no, because. It's it's like watching any adaptation where they're going to take some liberties. This one is, the first episode was, I was really fucking impressed. I was a little worried that it wouldn't feel like American Gods. And it totally does. And it's got the violence. And it's got the cursing. And it's got the sex. Yes, there is that vagina eats a person scene. But it's, that book was such a revelation. Yeah. Now, I don't mean like the Seven Seals kind of revelation, but still. Um, but I, I'm really digging it. Um, I think you'll like it when you when they end up saying it. I mean, it's getting it's a critical it's a critical and commercial darling right now. So, like I said, I just, 
casting I pitch wait. perfect. I gotta wait. Pitch perfect. I cannot wait for Peter Stormare to come in. Like I said, I got texted by friends about how good it was, but I, I have to wait. Okay. We can talk about whatever you want to with it. That was it. I mean, um, if you've read the book, everything, if you old, haven't everything read, old is new again. If you, if you haven't, haven't read, read the, the book, book, read the enjoy, book. Yes, absolutely. Um, Which is but interesting. Enjoy, but enjoy the series as well. Cool. There are twists and turns that you won't see coming. Anansi's Boys was one of the few books I've ever read that actually made me laugh out loud. I think the one from him was the one he did with Terry Pratchett, Good Omens. That, that book made me laugh out loud. Nancy Boys, I kind of, yeah. Oh no, there's very heavy parts of that book. Absolutely. But there's also really hilarious parts. And it's one of those things where he... I think it was the two... Pacific. Ammonia. Yeah, exactly. There's two specific parts of that book that made me laugh, and both of them are just his ability to describe a certain feeling that every person ever has. Okay. Where he's describing a girl that wears a lot of green and silver eyeliner and thinks she's definitely in touch with the dead and has psychic abilities. I don't remember that part at it, all. It's a random description. Okay. And he describes her as absolutely having that, also with an extra 40 pounds. Huh. See what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know that's a horrible oh, thing to say. Oh, I know say. the character you're talking about now Man. that you mention it. Like I said, I know that's a horrible thing to say, but we all know that person. Yeah. The other one was when he's talking about the mental theme song that we all have for ourselves. Yes. Like, all of us have that internal theme song, and he's talking about her having the theme song about killing all the bad guys. Yeah, same character. Wasn't it? No, God no. Wasn't it the... Ghost of the Lady or whatever. No, it was. no, no, no. Okay. But read American Gods uh, and then but read like Nancy said, Boys. It's, it's it's kind of sister book. Well, it's it's a vague follow up, but not really. Yeah. It's like it's a sequel in spirit. It's like they can sit next to each other on a shelf, but they're not going to go to a family reunion. Well, no. Why would? Well, I don't want to say that because that's a spoiler. Um, oh damn, girl. Speaking of. Books. Uh, I finished the second book in the Sandman Slim series, Kill the Dead. Yay! Admittedly, and this one probably has one of the worst titles we talked about. You talked about how he isn't great with he's titles. Got, no, all of his titles are terrible. And actually, I disagree. No, their cover art is actually really bad, too, because it's very it's dated. It's very stock. No, it's just, it's just, it's not that it's stock, it's that it's dated. So it's one of those where I kind of just want to go through and have him update all of the titles and all of the covers, because he deserves that. His books are fantastic. Kill the Dead, out of the three I've got so far, Kill the Dead's got the worst title. The most apt title, <laughs> but um, I think Aloha from Hell is a great title. Unfortunately, you're going to get into a later book, which is a really good book, but the title is Killing Pretty. Interesting. It's a, As opposed to Sitting Pretty? Killing Pretty. But I mean, like, that's the play I on... I have no fucking idea what he was thinking. Okay. Maybe we'll ask him if we can interview him when we go to DCC. But uh, once again, same Anselm. It's a, a few, great a few things. A few things I take away from this one. I love that it's. I, I'm, I like that in a I'm series. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I have an alarm on. I'm sorry. It's off. I love that. Didn't even notice. Um, there was no recap. It was just like no. You. It's no, like it's, it's like a month thing. later, and it's like. But it's the boom, same. You're in the world. But it's the same thing with the first book. You're here. This is happening. Deal with it. Um, so I like that. Um, Do you love him living at Max Overdrive and the weirdness that happens? Absolutely. 
Um, I it thought, just keeps getting weirder. Why is that a high five moment? It's because a, no, no, that wasn't a high five moment. It was the it keeps getting weirder. Ah, and it's fantastic. Um, I will say this one had a few things that I I kind of didn't like. Okay, um, listening. I'm, I'm coming at as both a writer and a reader. Come at me, bro. Um, I thought that there was a character's death that happens, I'd say, off off screen, that could have been so much more satisfying had it been more implicitly addressed. Um, be more specific. I don't want to be for spoiler reasons. We already said spoilers. That's true. The book, like, there are like, yeah, like so many books out there. Um, I thought Kinski's death uh, could have been a lot more powerful, especially when you find out that that's Stark's father. He's uh, kind of a shitbag person. And yes, I know he's not a person. Kinski? Yes. Like the Doctor of the Lurkers. How much do you know about him? I know he's his father and he's dead. And he's the Doctor for Lurkers. He's kind of an asshole. Ariel, did they get more into that then? That was a yes or no question, Deb. Yes. Okay. So. Sorry, I thought about it for a second on whether or not I just wanted to say some things and decided yes. But I mean, yeah, I realized that I'm not, I'm not through the, you know, series as far as you are. So, but I, I thought his death would have been. I think if they had put it, quote unquote, on screen, I think, I think it would have been a bit more powerful. Um, honestly, I think that they did it the way that they did it as more of a plot device for candy. Okay. And I don't mean that in an asshole way. Right. It was just, uh, he decided that maybe she was a more interesting character and he wanted to insert her into the plot. And the without, easiest, the, without the luggage of Kinsey. There you go. Okay. And I think that was the easiest way, because I love Candy's character. I think she's interesting, and as the series goes on, it gets more interesting. I love Brigitte Bardot. I, oh, my God. She I'm doesn't kidding. go away. Thank you for that. No. If that's the one spoiler you give me, that's great. No, but unfortunately, because you don't work with checks nearly as often as I do, you probably don't hear her accent when she speaks. No, not really. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, Brigitte does not go well. Uh, not does, go away. Does not go away. And the description of the weapon that she has to rip out the spines, mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. And the fact that he can, like, she helps him turn the gnat, or gnat, or however you say that. His, like, not. Is it not? Is that how you say that? I have audiobooks. Oh, oh, good point. So what is it? Not? Not. Not. Okay. N-A-U-T? It's N-A apostrophe A-T. No, but I mean, in my head, it's N-A not. Okay. And that's how it's pronounced in the books. Makes sense, because you can, okay. Yeah. Because like I said, in the books, it's N-A apostrophe A-T, which is Think about, hard. like, if you had a spine that was a whip, but you could also collapse it. And turn it into a staff. Or at one point, he slashes. I just started reading the first or third book. And at one point, he, like, says something about a, a whipsaw and be manages to... not odd. Like I said, spine that's a whip that you can also collapse. Yes. Um, so, uh, the, the other thing was, I thought it was a little, I wouldn't say do sex uh, machina, but um, just the really, almost Neil Stevenson-esque ending of that. He's like, oh no, how do I stop the zombies? I'll just drop this and break it, then it kills them all. <laughs> like, it makes sense, though, if there is, like, some kind if of... Con if it's a controlled chip for every undead, or drifter, they call them, then yes. Well, they call them drifters, but they're zombies. We all know they're zombies. But if it's, like, a talisman that is making them happen, and you can just stomp on it, why wouldn't you do that? Just destroy the talisman. Destroy, you know, the 
I don't know. Whatever. Thanks for keeping I, up the conversation, though. No, it's, I'm trying to think the right word. Totem, I suppose? If there's a totem that makes it happen, and you could just stop it by destroying the totem, why wouldn't you do that? I get that it seems like a cop-out, but they were building it from the beginning. It's not like, and it this built, happened, they, they, and this happened, and then I well, found it this. Was basically, what you knew walking in before he breaks it is that they're drawn to it, and it controls them. But it has no point, like, it does not talk about how it's, like, tied to their, like, existence. So I thought I, was, I thought that was a little... Did you like a, some of the other weird things in there that he explored, though? Uh, let's see, that was the one that had Lucifer... I mean, yeah, I liked that, like... I was more like, talking about the guy that ended up getting consumed by the demons because he was addicted to the demons chewing on him. Oh, that he was, uh... One of, uh I don't auto, remember the auto, name of the word. Autophage? Something like that. But yeah, he was literally addicted to summoning demons and letting them chew on his him. flesh. He was the last of the Spring Heels. Uh, Enoch Spring Hill was his Which, name. by the way, totally sounds incesty. They imply that the higher, like the like family houses are a little... Of the Subrosa, yeah. Yeah, are a little... A little incesty. But like I said, it's just, like, they went into that whole weird fetish and you're like, yeah, with a family like that, that seems reasonable. Um, that seems like that would happen. But no, I, I really liked it. I mean, once again, a, it's a, kind of a slightly different take. Um, you know me, I'm not huge on the high magic, um, like high fantasy stuff, so I'm Here's glad the thing. that... What was going on with Lucifer at the end of the book? Uh, he descends back to hell to get ready for his departure from hell back to heaven for some strange reason. Because not strange he's reason. exhausted and he just wants to go home. And he's hurt. Exactly. Well, he's been hurt since he left. Right. But it's one of those things where... And he seems to have tasked Stark to go down and... But, I mean, you think about that in, like, a rebellious teenage way. He, yeah, like, I was this dickbag teenager that stood up to my dad, and he put me and he down goes, and I hurt me, and I've never recovered from that, and I just want to go fucking home. He, and he does say, like, he goes, if I were to wage war again, I would do it differently. Seriously, but you stupid fucking bitch. It's all right, Dad. Every day, every goddamn day, with that stupid fucking door hang. Doesn't matter. Matters to me. No, it doesn't matter to our listeners. Um, so, uh, once again, recommend the book series. Uh, I'm thrilled. I'm going to go get the uh, next couple next week. So I think book so, four and five, which is Devil's Head Bang, and I don't know what the fifth one's called. I think there's eight. Is there eight? There's I thought there was a, a ninth one coming out. It is. No, there's another book coming out. It's not out yet. There's also a couple of, um, like, short stories, but I didn't want to pay for them because it was, I think, too much for what I thought the audiobook was worth. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. It sounds douchey, but I'm sorry. But like I said, there's there's eight, and the end of the last one is infuriating because it's obvious that he's writing another one. Hmm. But he yeah. leaves it on the cliffhanger. Okay. But, I mean, Brigitte's around. Good. Candy's around. Well, I knew Candy Sabian's still around. Nice. I was going to say, um, the bartender, whose name I can't... Carlos. Yeah, Carlos is still there. The bar is still functioning. They're still at the Max Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Actually, oh, who gives them... Who gives them the... Oh, vampires give them the money to reopen Max Overdrive because they, like, love spaghetti westerns or something? 
I think it actually becomes. Yeah. Um, can I give you a small spoiler? Does it become a hub in this? Sub it does Rosa? not. It does not at all. Okay. Small spoiler. Um, he ends up finding this girl who can find him movies that were never made, so to speak. Okay. So he ends up renting out, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like, like, like David Lynch's version of Dune that we never saw. Right. Almost like. Um, no, it's like made movies that were never released. So they don't technically exist anymore. Is it like, hold on, is it like the library in Sandman? A little bit. Where it's bit. like all the books well, the no, authors like... She, she has to bring it to him and she works with a ghost. So they actually have to, I'm very sorry. So they actually have to pull the material to make it, you know, corporeal and rent it to people. But it's, it's like films that never actually got made slash released. But was it like ones that like directors had thought of or writers had thought of? Yeah, it's, okay, so it's like the library in Sandman. Where it's, it's, it's almost like a brain library, yes. Yeah, because it's like one of those like, oh yeah, this guy in the bus thought of like three books, but never wrote them, yet they exist in the library of dreams. There you go. So that's, okay. that's how he ends up keeping the business open. But you're, you're lucky, uh, Lucian, because you got that 12 book series that I thought of and never wrote. Probably never will, right? There's no way, 12 fucking books. You're out of your fucking mind. I really want to talk to you, Richard. I'm good, I'm not that I good. like your books. I do, too. Like I said, I think you need a better editor, and whoever's designing the covers, no thank you. It depends. I think there's... The one that... The well, first the book is, I've is, got, the first book no, I've got, it's really like, got a pulp design that I really like, and I really is, want I to find... I think he was going for pulp, and how his books are being marketed, they're not being marketed as pulp. So the design and the marketing do not mesh. I agree on... Like, whatever printings... It's gone through multiple printings. Whatever printing has the pulp covers, I was trying to track down. And then I was like, fuck it, I just want to read them. And I, I am not a huge fan of the, I guess, the most recent printing covers. I, I think they're too stock. I think they're bland and vague. Um, well, but they're and, very... You know, maybe I'll kick them my card and go, I'm going to shit. It's one of those, like... I'll make them look like record covers. That'd be fucking awesome. I'd make them look like movies. How long did I try and sell you on this series? Like, months. Yeah, but I wasn't reading as voraciously until recently. And it was one of those when, like I said, I almost walked out of a Barnes & Noble empty-handed and went, Oh, you know what? I'll get the book and like see you know what's going to happen. And then... But, I, you know, how long did I fight Archer? Three seasons? So... Um... What else? The Defenders trailer came out. Deb, what did we think about the Defenders trailer? Did you watch it? I guess I should have asked I that before. I did. And there was like this weird sub-controversy about them. Like, people were like, the graffiti's weird and everything's odd. But I really like the Defenders trailer. I still hate Finn Jones. Apparently everyone does. Even the Defenders. Um, I liked it. I think... I met the actor. Not the character, oh. but okay. But, I mean, it seems like Iron Fist is, you know, I think he's kind of the, they turn him with the red-headed stepchild, which I find amusing because he's... Really? You're going to say that to me? Yeah, you're not a stepchild. Are you? No. Why are you taking offense to that? My parents have been married for a thousand years, but still. Um, they treat him like the milkman's son. Is that better? Not really, No. Why? You said they treat him like an asshole. Like an outsider. Well, I mean, but the thing is, you have to remember, 
It's like, yeah, Daredevil's a lawyer being, so being paid Daredevil... in cantaloupes and... Hold on. Being paid in cantaloupes and fish or whatever that was the movie. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like a barter system in terms of his law practice. So, yeah. Um, Jones can't even keep a window. Right. Luke Cage, ex-con, obviously living in bar's Harlem. Bar's totally gone. Pops is gone. Oh, and yeah, the bar. That's right, but I forgot the book bar. That was in Jessica Jones. Um, and then you have Danny Rand, the billionaire. Fucking suck a dick. Um, I'm looking forward to the Defenders. I, I really am. I liked seeing all of them interact. I loved seeing, um, of course, the obligatory hallway fight, which looks like they all, they're all using their own styles, but it looked like flawless in terms of them being able to fit in together in terms of fighting. So what you're telling me is they took everyone's terrible critiques of how shitty the fight scenes looked in Iron Fist and fucking fixed it. Yeah, I don't know who the showrunner is on this one. I don't know if they've worked on different Marvel shows, but or in terms of Netflix, but I'm really excited for The Defenders. It looks great. Oh, uh, I'm the, super the big excited bad, for I, The Defenders. I, was but... a little, I called it wrong. I thought it was going to be the fallout of Infinity War. Um... Is that what they're calling it? Avengers 3s? Yeah, the Infinity War. Yeah. I thought it might have been like the fallout of like what's happening on Earth during all this. Well, apparently what's happening on Earth is the hand. Because um, it's them taking on the hand. Is Gal going to be like? Probably. I mean, she's Mother Crane. I love her. I'm sorry. She's so great. I liked her more in Daredevil than I liked her in... Um... No, she was very flat in Iron Fist, but I think that was bad directing. And probably bad editing. Yeah, I mean... But, as an actress, because the first time... No, the first time I saw her, she had an appearance on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Of course she did. Because everybody does. And she was fantastic. But I really like her in this character. Especially because something about the way she portrays this character has this very subtle menace. Absolutely. Like, especially in Daredevil. No, it's, it's the really... It's the, you really don't want to fuck with me. Um... I mean, you saw that when... Does it, is there... Does she have a fight scene in Daredevil, either season one or season two? She never fights. But she commands people. No, I think at one point... Oh, it's when Iron Fist, and she, like, hits somebody, like, flies across the room, and you're like, okay, it's obviously something <sighs> up. Sit, get over it. Um, I'm not getting over it. it. It's over now. It's now... I... You know, he, they'll probably do a second season. Um, but only to get you to the Defenders 2. I had an and I intense, guarantee you, I no, guarantee I had an intense fucking conversation with Brandon about this the other day. About Iron Fist? Yes. And he called me out for the fact that I said, you can't follow up Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage with Iron Fist. And he said, you're wrong. Daredevil season two came out in the middle there. And he wasn't wrong, but that doesn't justify how shitty Iron Fist that was. That doesn't mean you weren't right. Well, like I said, it doesn't justify how shitty Iron Fist was. In terms of... Like, he was super right, and I'm not going to deny that. On a technicality. He's not wrong, but that doesn't make you not right. I just... You can't... Those were all solid fucking series. As I said, they can't all be winners. There's going to be missteps. I mean, I get that he's not a George R. Binks, but fuck you. As long as they learn from their mistakes, which I guarantee you they will. I'm enough. The next season... Huh? You don't know. The next season could be fucking awesome. I don't trust them anymore. Him and Defenders could be awesome. You don't know I, that. I don't trust them anymore. So 75%... I mean, 75% of what they put out, phenomenal. 
You're not going to trust him for the 25? And that's oh, give, I'm not saying... And that's, by the way, and that's, by the way, giving you the mathematical win on this. Because I'm Actually, saying out of, out of four characters, like you're not... Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, between Daredevil... It's not that I'm not going to watch it. It's that I don't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. They fucked up once. That's it? For a whole season. I disagree. I, 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 think, I think you're cutting him off at the knees, and I don't think it's fair. Oh, I didn't say I wasn't going to watch it. I just said I didn't trust him anymore. I think... Pound for pound, you know this as well as I do, Marvel puts out good product. Now, you want to say you don't trust... Yeah, I'm comparing it to heroin. Now, you want to say you don't trust DC? Fine. Are you kidding me? I don't trust DC Cinematic. DC's DC's on the fucking flip side. Like I said, for a second. It's shit, shit, shit. Wonder Woman, shit, shit, shit. It looks so good. I know, right? They finally got one. It looks so good. And I didn't mind Man of Steel. I I didn't mind Man of Steel. Um, I didn't hate Man of Steel. I think he put a little bit too fine a point on it. We've talked about this before. But but like I said, I didn't hate Man of Steel. Wonder Woman? Oh, gee, I wonder why that film's so good. You finally got a female director for a female lead film. Uh, we'll see, because uh, there's still rumors that Joss Whedon might join up for Batgirl. But I've, I'm, fine, I'm fine with that, but I'm just saying, you finally got a female director for a female lead film. I'm pretty sure if they'd had a female director on Suicide Squad, it would have been a thousand percent better. Get what's her name from Hurt Locker? Um, Kate Bigelow. The only woman director. No, that's that's not why so, I was laughing. It's just like, get what's her name from Hurt Locker. And then I thought of her name. The thing is that she's the only female director to ever win a fucking Oscar for Best Picture. But there's other phenomenal female directors. What's her name that did um, Warzone? Um, Lexi uh, Latier. That was actually what I was about to talk about. Absolutely. But it's like, there's female directors that have proven themselves. Your male directors aren't fucking cutting it. Jodie Foster. She can do a follow-up. She can do a follow-up on The Beaver with Squirrel Girl. Can can you imagine a Jodie Foster-produced superhero movie? Directed, you mean? But, I mean... Yes. Produced and directed. Sorry, I imagine she'd do both. I'd watch the crap out of that. I can see her doing Miss Marvel. Not Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel. I, the thing is, I actually had a conversation about this earlier. I love Captain Marvel, but I think Miss Marvel's more interesting. And it really bothers me that I'm having a hard time finding Miss Marvel t-shirts online, because I wanted to order a bunch of them. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, just, I, mean, I, I find that kind of odd, because, I mean, Marvel, I mean, in terms of, like, they have no shortage of, yeah, just screen print this issue on this shirt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's no art. <laughs> like, they have like I said, literally I, volumes of art. Like I said, I love Captain Marvel. I think Brie Larson's going to be an awesome Captain Marvel. I'm looking forward to it. But I also love Miss Marvel. Is she going to have the, the, the butch haircut? I don't know if they've talked about it or not yet. Well, they've started filming it, so let's hope. I guess I could look it up. Which, I by don't. the way, you and I have a problem, because we need to buy all of the Scott Pilgrim Pops. Not all. No, all of them. I only need Audrey Plaza. Aubrey. 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 I want Aubrey Plaza. I'll text her that. Thank you. Aubrey Plaza. Just tweet. Just tweet at Evil Hag. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> at Evil Hag. 
Um, we should probably move on. I could talk about this for hours because of how much I love Miss Marvel and all of our feelings. Well, about in that case, directors. the time has arrived. Much like uh, Illiterate Aliens. Or no, I'm sorry. It's uh, Aliens in Lost in Translation. I believe was the way I've heard that movie described by someone. I went, yeah, kind of. Okay, so not even close. So, um, Deb watched, recently watched Arrival. I watched Arrival with my dad, because as we've spoken about before. Not a good one to watch with their parents. It was fun. Really? With all the kid stuff? The kid. I didn't watch it with my mom. Are you kidding? My mom would have been falling. Oh. I watched did you it cry? With... No. You fucking wooden monster. No, I didn't cry. Did I do one of these? You know, like the, the, the sniff back, draw the tears back into your oh, body. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about right Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Like I said, no, of course I didn't cry. No, I fucking cried. So, Arrival. I watched it with my dad. As I've mentioned before, now that my dad's retired, his two hobbies are rearranging his surround sound system, which is spot fucking on. And, you know, my father's a musician as well, and a big fan of Hans Zimmer, who did all the soundtracks mm-hmm. for Batman. So, literally, he gets the Ultra HD. Yeah. And plays it, and his TV's great, and his sound system is beyond. So, yeah. Watch Arrival with my dad. First of all, fantastic. Great soundtrack. They actually used a really good Dvorak, um, I think it was only a quartet. I don't think it was a concerto. I think they used a Dvorak uh, quartet as one of their backgrounds. Okay. Which is not original, but is very good. Why does my dad keep making me watch movies with him where the children die before the parents? Wishful thinking. Well, because the last die... No, first of all... Second of all, the last movie we watched together was Interstellar. Oh, uh, I didn't like Interstellar. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm, okay, I'm, I didn't I'm hate... Of, I know I'm of the minority. No, I didn't but. hate Interstellar, but I didn't like Interstellar. But it's also another one of those movies where the child totally dies before the parent. I just, like, he kept saying her name over and over and over and over, but, okay. and the movie went on if you think forever about, no, but the and thing ever is, and ever. If you think about the similarities between the two movies, it is... The Arrival attention. wasn't Nolan, was it? No. No, no. It was the attention to detail to the sound. Yeah, that and the fucking gut punch with the fucking, like, reveals on the parent-kid thing. Cause... First of all, I figured out way sooner than my dad did that Jeremy Renner was the father. I, Second yeah, of all, uh, Jeremy Renner is an asshole in that movie. At the end. Well, no, it's just... I get, or the beginning, depending on how you want to look at it. I get that we don't know very much about him as a person. But dude, fuck you. Are you fucking kidding me? Especially if you know your kid's gonna die, you abandon them? How about you go fuck yourself? And... I, I also, I talked to... I'm not saying I would abandon my child if, if... But I would I would have an issue with Amy Adams that I'm like, if are, you are know... Are you fucking kidding me? If I you would know, have never made that decision. I thought she was a total selfish asshole too. If you know, why wouldn't you have that discussion before you conceive? I would have never had that child, I'm sorry. I get that that makes me... A Better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. I understand no, that. No, but I would have rather have the never loved at all. I get that I'm an extremely well, selfish... Well, but she's got her memories from the whatever. Well, like so. I said, I get that I'm an extremely selfish human being for saying that. I would have never had that child. Yeah, so I don't know how you can be mad at Jeremy Renner. Because he didn't know. You assume... 
Well, at one point she says, like, it's, I told your dad something he didn't like, and he went away, which I know is a I'm very oversimplification. Jeremy Renner, because he didn't abandon Amy Adams, he abandoned their daughter. I get him basically giving Amy Adams the fucking finger. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. That was the most selfish thing you could have fucking done. That was shitty. But there was a very innocent little girl there that didn't understand what was happening. I, okay, I agree with that. That I agree with. Like I said, But no. him leaving like Amy Adams oh, no. makes total no, fucking I, sense. No, no, I, I totally... Because at no point is it implied until later, very later on in their relationship, once the kid's there, that she says, like, I told your dad something that he didn't like and he left. And the kid's like, well, what was it? Um, that you were going to die, it was cancer? It was a rare disease that yeah, could yeah. not be cured. They never specified what. But, uh... It was implied it was cancer because of her appearance at the end, but they never specifically yeah, said what a, it was. Amy Adams... Made some dick moves, but I agree. Shouldn't have left. I mean, the kids. It's an innocent child. I, I agree with that. Okay. No, it's 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 one of those. I was coming to Jeremy Renner's defense in terms of Amy out. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. It, it had you know what I mean? It had to do with the daughter. Okay. Not yeah, with no, you're right. not with their romantic relationship. You're right. You're and absolutely right. Here's the thing: is that my like, like I said, I talked to some people. The theory that if you learn a language so well, it rewires your brain is basically considered crap science. Like I said, it's 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 not an accepted theory. Mm. It's considered crap science. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's one of those where if you learn this language so well, time isn't linear anymore. And then you'd like time travel. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Here's the other thing about that though. They haven't found a theory that disproves that yet. Like you know how science is basically magic until you prove it? Right. This is one of those this is one of those things where they literally haven't figured out why that wouldn't work yet. If you figure out a but way But they can't prove that it would work either. Exactly. Like I said, they haven't figured out why if time wasn't or if you figured out a way to make time not linear, if you learn something in the future, why wouldn't you know it in the past? They haven't figured out a way to make that theory not work. So, Arrival, I say watch it, but I mean, I cannot believe they snubbed Amy Adams on the Oscar nod for that. I mean, despite all of the religious, well, I shouldn't say religious, but you know what I mean, religious and emotional undertones on that, she acted that movie flawlessly, and she was phenomenal in it. I cannot believe they snubbed her for an Oscar on that. What did you knock on the... Oh, you knocked Joker and Harley Quinn on the floor. What, is it trash now? No. I'm just putting it there so... Like, no one oh, it's fine. I'll take care of it. Um, the question is, it was up for Best Picture. And I think when I saw it, um, I had brought this up, I don't think that it should have been nominated. Really? I disagree. Compared to what was... Like, all the other, like, Moonlight oh, I don't, and... Oh, no, I don't think should, it should have won, because Moonlight, oh my fucking god. But it was up against Moonlight, La La Land, like, all that shit. You lost a magnet. I don't think it should have been up against all that for... It was a great movie, but should not have been... I, I think it was doomed to begin with in terms of the Oscars. But I can't believe that she got snubbed on that one. I get that she already got her Oscar for The Fighter, but it seems like a dick move. 
and other random happenstance. You guys know I like to rewatch series when I'm at work, so I don't have to actually actively watch them. It's mostly passive. One, I did not realize My Name is Earl had so many seasons. And Jamie Lee Presley is fucking hilarious in that show. I'm your sister. I'm your sister. She has so many hilariously bad hair extensions. And they do it on purpose, because yeah. she's supposed to look crazy right trash. And she is. In that in show. In that show. Yeah. I like how both of you did that. In that show. But like I said, it's actually a very well thought out and well written show, and they obviously have it basically set up so they could keep on doing it forever. Yeah, because as long as you never see what's on the list, they can keep adding things to well, the list. They can also go back, and there was a, a subplot where he ends up getting married again, oddly enough, to Alyssa Milano. And she basically undoes every good thing he ever did on the list. Yeah. What a no, no, she goes on a rampage, and it's horrific. Like, it's a pretty big plot point. Wow. But... It's a very well-thought-out, well-written show, and I did not know that John Waters actually did a cameo on it. That does not surprise me Oh, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. It also really makes me happy that they reused a lot of the actors to make um, Raising Hope on Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Does Jason Lee cameo on that? He does not. Oh, okay. No, he does. Yeah. He cameos as the aging rock star with the hilarious hair. Sure. I never watched it. I don't remember his name. Jason Lee. Did you start smelling somebody's deodorant? That's probably mine. No, honey, like, somebody sprayed something in the hall. Yeah, powdery? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's creepy as fuck. Anyways, let's continue. I didn't put anything on, did you? Deodorant? No, I'm just talking about the smell. No, I mean, I put on deodorant today, I mean... I meant it's weird there's a random smell in my apartment. It is. It's powdery, like an old lady. It actually does smell kind of like like Dove or Secret deodorant. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, you would not wear since you're not a lady. Uh, it's happened a handful of times. Yeah, if you bang a lady and sleep over at her place, you wear her deodorant. I have a girlfriend, yeah. I feel like there's a story there, but I'm not going to go there. What's our next note? I've had girlfriends. <laughs> no, no, no. I've I mean... run out of deodorant and gone, eh, for one day before I can get to the store. That happens. <laughs> Not really what I meant, but continue. Um, I don't like you said me to continue, but it's like the rest of your stuff, so... Oh, go ahead. Um, Snow Crash? Oh, fuck, we haven't even talked about DCTV yet. Let's talk about DCTV Yeah, let's TV do that. First. That is cologne. Whatever that is, that's cologne. Do you need to search my apartment, or should uh, I look at uh, the people? I think your cats might have knocked something over. There's no cologne here! You're right. There was no cologne here. You can uh, still smell it, though. Apparently right? there was a juggalo in the hall, well, wandering like up and to, down, smelling the place up. I like to imagine some dickbag in the hallway just, like, axing himself as he's walking. Bro rape. Oh, no. You're mm, right. This is full-on bro rape. Um. DCTV. Oh, I was going to go with your idea, and then you went with mine. Shit. What, bro rape? No. <laughs> My idea is never bro rape. Never has the entirety of my being on this planet, my idea was bro rape. Bro rape? What do you have an Xbox for? Big black dildo. Um, I gave it to Becky. I'm not high-fiving that. No, my Xbox. Oh. This is what I call ex-girlfriends. 
Um, mm. And if we go out and then break up again, their next box will be 60. You made it sad. Let us continue. Uh, so DCTV, uh, in Flash, Savitar has, for fuck's sake, finally been revealed. Nobody Are you can caught see, up? No, nobody can see You were like, emotions. please go ahead. Um, well, no, because you had theories, so I wanted you to finish the thought. No. Everyone's theories, no one, no one saw this coming, which I do appreciate. Actually, with The Flash, considering how much other shit we saw coming, I really appreciate it. But, we didn't see it coming because uh, it was kind of stupid. <laughs> Admittedly, it is sort of from the comic book, so I will get into that in a second. Briefly. So, my theory was that it was um, uh, Abracadabra. Um, played, I, I thought it was uh, both the guy that was from um, Dark Knight and... Um, Oh, a couple things just made couple sense. A couple things. What? Oh, no, continue. Oh. Not podcast-related. Cool. Um, I thought it was uh, Abracadabra. Um, actually, my boss had a really great theory that it was an alternate Earth uh, Barry's mom. Oh, yeah. Which would have been like, like no, it would have been like a that would have been a like kick a in the flashpoint, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Wayne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Um, which would have been like, oh my god, how does he fight her? Like, that would have been great. No, that would have been an interesting turn. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you wouldn't have seen that coming. Got it. Um, turns out it's a future, uh, really further in the future, Barry, because he did go to 2024. Okay. And that Barry said he didn't know who Savitar was. Future okay. Barry. Or that future Barry. When further, you say future Barry, I have hilarious visions of fruit in my head. Further future Barry, Scarred, we'll say Scarred Barry, uh, is Savitar. So it's Barry from after 2024. So it's stupid. It's, weirdly enough, much like in the, there's, there was a, a chunk of comics where it, Barry Allen had been dead for a while, it was Wally West Flash in, in the comics, where at one point uh, Linda was going to die uh, in this attack by uh, this um, group called Cobra, which I don't think we've seen in the shows. Uh-oh. Um, but um, he ends up saving her by running into the Speed Force and blah, 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 blah. This Wally West... And then he gets... Wally West gets replaced by this person called the Dark Flash. He had, like, a really dark crimson suit. Um, and he only reveals his identity to one person, Superman, so that he can work with the Justice League to get home. And when they go, who is he? All Superman says is, I vouch for him. And it turns out it's an alternate reality Wally West where Linda died. He was, like, horribly scarred. Um, and he had gone kind of like a dark... He had kind of gone like Dark Knight Rises on it. Or right. uh, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Returns uh, on it. You, you know what meant. I mean? I knew what you meant. Yeah. But yes. So, and that was Walter West, not Wallace West. Which, yeah. So, so they did kind of do, like, a Walter slash Wallace West thing, but with Barry. So, it's, like, a future Barry that, you know shit went wrong and now he's evil but I think it's a massive cop out and you've only got like what I, not even a handful of episodes left like it's, it's got like three or four, maybe maybe four episodes left alright Jeff Johns I get that you're very busy with your cinematic universe but get your shit together yeah I think this is probably hot on the heels of him leaving to go do 
um, Batman and, and run the DC cinematic stuff. Well, I wouldn't even name a specific film, but like I said, he got promoted to run the DC cinematic universe because, you know, it's been super fucking sucking. So, um... Get so Sa- together, Savitar is, is a scarred future Barry. We don't know if, if he's using that Savitar armor, um, the Megatron armor, I call it, to be fast, or if he does have his powers and enhances his powers, we don't know. But it's future Barry, and admittedly, no one saw that coming. But no, it was, that was but because exactly it was none of your theories. Because yeah. it was kind of silly. <laughs> it's like... The minute it's revealed, I went, oh, um... Okay, fine. Why? Oh, yeah, it's like, you know what, you fine, got like three fine, episodes what, left fine, on this... Fine, whatever, fine. Yeah, it's like, just, let, let's just get through this fucking season. Um, so that we can have some real bad guys again. Which um, is one of those things where that's not something we've ever said about The Flash. No. We've said about a lot of other DC TV shows, but we've never said that about The Flash. And I'm gonna call it right now, because I want to see it. I think season four... As opposed to having, oh, for fuck's sake, another speeder bad guy, I want to see a full and awesome formation and attack by the rogues. I want the rogues to become an actual thing. Not like, it's like, eh, it's Captain Cold and Heatwave, and they got Golden Glider, and it's like, nah, for one episode, it's called the rogues. Like, I want a full-on fucking, like, Legion of Doom from fucking... Legends, like I'm I want sorry, I the really team. Hate Golden Glider, I think she's stupid. Well, but you know what I mean. Like I want like the top Mirror Master. Uh, I guess no, you can't bring no, in Heatwave and, and you want the team. The Trickster, you can still bring in the Trickster. Like I yeah, said, I, I want the rogues, want the, like, the rogues. Yeah, I'm you willing to give the, up. Let's uh, defeat Batman. Yeah, I'm like like or the what is it called the uh, Superman Revenge Squad, where it's like a shit ton of his villains get together. That's what I want. I want the uh, the Injustice... Uh, well, I mean, the Rogues are effectively a Flash Injustice gang. Um, I want the Rogues. I want the Rogues proper, where they go, we're a team, and this oh, is our fuck fucking me. goal. So We need to hurt the Infinish. Couldn't have heard that right. Yeah, I said we need to hurt the Infinish. Cool. Um, I did hear that right. Um, no, but, I, just, but don't I need use to the go words... get my fucking laundry out of the... But don't Try. use fuck me and then herpes right after each other doesn't work. Well, no, it's just... Um, I do laundry this day in my apartment building. I'll slam through my list real quick, or my notes real quick. Uh, on Arrow, I wrote, best bottle episode ever, effectively... Actually, I don't want you to slam through this. We have very strong opinions on bottle episodes. Why do you think this was the best bottle episode ever? Well, I mean, of all bottle episodes. Of Arrow or in general? Well, it is a bottle episode. Effectively, Adrian uh, no, Chase... No, no, no. No, no, no. I have to, Arrow I have to set or in general? I don't think Arrow had a bottle episode? Not that I know of. Well, then I guess of of Arrow, and it was a good, and it was a good episode. Was it better than Community? No. There's no one named Annie's boobs in Arrow. Though if they found, like, I don't know, a monkey named Felicity's boobs, that would have been awesome. <laughs> like, wicked awesome. There's, there's right. not even Felicity's side yeah, boob in this right. one. Get awesome. Uh-huh. Boston accent. Wicked awesome. Thank you. Um, so, uh, basically, Adrian Chase um, detonates an EMP that knocks out the Arrow Cave, uh, leaving Felicity and Ollie um, trapped. 
Um, and like effectively, they've made it such a fortified defense that it won't even let them out. They can't okay. get. No, out. no, it makes sense. Now you want to you want to up the ante because it's like, oh, okay, well maybe they'll they'll get out. Like the team arrow will help them, right? You want to up the ante. What do you do? Blow things up. That, ha- that yes, that does happen. What specifically about Felicity is running on electricity that an EMP would would knock out? Her spine. Uh huh. Oh my god, no. She ends up back in the wheelchair and she ends oh, up writing no. fucking. writing arrow like. or uh, fucking writing uh, uh, Ollie like fucking Yoda on Luke. Um, which was endearing. Uncomfortable. First episode, and I think one or two of them that has a flashback where you find out Curtis set up a date night for Felicity and Ollie with uh, Chinese food, wine, and ends in bunker sex. Um, just putting the arrow in the cave. So. Felicity Smoke, you have failed the salvage. It's a good episode. But, uh, so it, it really does reestablish what I was talking about where Adrian Chase, through torture, broke down Ollie. Ollie finally comes clean while he's almost dying from breathing in methane, which, because they break a pipe. Um, not often, Felicity. By the way, I think I might die at my work because they don't have good carbon dioxide detectors. I would steal one from work, but no, it would be like it would be like Groot stealing the battery first in Guardians. It's unnecessary. I'm gonna need that guy's leg. Um, once again, it, it gets into the whole thing where I, you know they broke down Arrow, and now he's got to rebuild himself and find out what kind of man he is. Can he deal with liking the killing? Can he find love with Felicity again? Like it's really. They broke him down again, and I was gonna rebuild again, like they didn't. What season was that? Two or three? Um, um, I'm not a season huge. Season two, it was Tommy's death. So was him coming to? So it was so a slow, a slow rebuild across. Like I said, season two was him dealing with Tommy's death when they had to go pick him. And back he starts going non-lethal. Yeah, exactly. When he has to go back to Lianya. So season three would have been him dealing with killing again. Yes, and now he's got it. It's they're just it. I, I like the like the ebb and flow of it. It's just it's a little on the nose for me. Um, but I think next season I think they're they're gonna find their legs again. I think they've been treading water for this season, um, and I think what I they're think introducing that, at the very end of I this think season. That what happened is Jeff Johns left, and they introduced Supergirl. Well, Jeff Johns had nothing to do with Arrow. No, but what I'm saying is that them as a core, the DC TV. Jeff oh, Johns, like Kreisberg and Berlanti. Like and I said, yeah, exactly. Jeff Johns left, and they had to deal with Supergirl. And that's a fucking lot to take on. That's a lot to take yeah, on. Yeah, but the writer's room in, in Arrow's got to be pretty concrete at this point. I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, except how they sucked it up on season four. Well, who's last year's villain? I'd have to look back and see. Doesn't matter. If we can't remember, wasn't that memorable. Like I said, they super sucked it up on season four. Um, Lucifer's back. I've only watched a very small portion of it, but, but the title of the episode. And the character. I love it. Candy Morningstar. He's been gone for weeks. Comes back from Vegas. Of course, he comes back from Vegas with a, I'm not going to call her a stripper, because she's an exotic dancer, dancer. But comes back with a, a very colorful uh, new wife. Mm-hmm. Candy Morningstar. Um, Which, by the way, if there was a female Antichrist, Candy, Candy Morningstar. Morningstar. I like it. 
Um, this was an auspicious return of Lucifer. I so enjoyed this episode. It was them getting back into... You, you don't have any of the weird family politics with the, the mom and uh, Metadeal and all that. I'm so, I'm so tired. I mean, you do, but you I'm don't. I'm so tired of his family politics with his mother. You do get some movement on that, but it's revolving around Candy. And when you get the final payoff at, at, at the end of the third act of the, of the episode with Candy, and you finally figure out her whole thing, it is fucking awesome, Deb. Fucking awesome. Well, I mean, and once funny. we're done, give me 20 minutes. So, that sounded like a weird masturbatory joke, but still. Hepatitis or whatever the fuck we were talking about. Um, Amidia or herpes? Ammonia. Just scrub it with ammonia. Um, the six you made, probably getting sick. Um, I got extremely ill, and I know exactly why, and it was... I was exposed to an unknown carthenogen, and I... I was going to say ingested toxic fumes. I can go into that in more detail, but it's not a thing. Okay. Um, and so I threw up for three days, and that's why I'm so raspy. And thank you, Doug, for being the first dude I know that said, when I threw up for three days, didn't immediately ask when I was pregnant. Like I said off air, would have never thought of it. You're always careful. No, it's just every other boy I know when I said I've been throwing up for three days, the first question out of their mouth is, are you pregnant? And most of them thought it was funny to ask that, but that was still the first question out of their fucking mouths. I think mine was like, are you still sick? <laughs> it was. It's not something you can catch, relax. Like pregnancy. Oh no, I'm super pregnant. Let me rub it all over you. Now you're pregnant too. Oh. No, I'm pregnant. <coughs> Excuse me. I got the pregnancy pops. That was that was actually not for effect, but still hilarious. Mistakes you made this week. Um. I. For all the nipples, Jimmy. Don't really have any. I mean, really, I. Kind of a. Short-sighted with like I got a new phone, which I talked about on Dan last week. It's um, gorgeous. It is. I love it. It's an iPhone Seven. Well, I mean, and, it's, and I'm in it's love no with it. razor, but still. <laughs> You have to know Nokia three uh, thirty five fifty, but um. Well, no, I had a conversation recently <laughs> with a friend of mine. He's like, you remember when people were excited about razors? I'm like, I, I had, had a. You had more than one. Only because it was so light and. Uh, you kept putting it sleek. through the wash. I remember. Just once. But anyways. Once. Continue. So no mistakes this week. Um. Other than you know, just was very kind of short-sighted in terms of I thought when I transferred everything over to the phone, like from old phone to new phone, I thought everything would be exactly the same. Oh, no, no. It's which, a completely new operating system. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, everything's, I mean, my apps are all there, everything's backed up and, and fine. Um, you still have to get used to it. Uh, ringtones, uh, oh, setting up God, voicemail, stuff that. like that. Like, I, I just thought I could just like, the I, I could have just walked in. I thought I could just walk in. So that was, that was my stupidity. Um, um, social contract. I've got one if you don't. What do you got? So I made a tactical error. I was hanging out with one of my regulars at work and ended up staying about an hour and a half later than I normally do. Yep. Which is not a big deal. Like I said. I uh, went and saw PJ Harvey on Tuesday and ran into him at the show, so he and I ended up having a conversation. You ran into a bunch, you probably 
were around a lot of people that I would think you know, but you only worked in Paris for three weeks. Yeah, uh, most of... <laughs> it was actually more like three months. I know. Still, like I said, it's actually... Uh, Andrew Warner and Damien from Battle City. Andrew Warner's like a dick. We'll get into that later. Off air. It's that dick bag that always stayed too late and wouldn't bring his dishes. We'll talk about this off air. Anyways, like I said, so, and one of my regulars, like, I said hi to him and he didn't recognize me. So he and I had a whole conversation about how I actually get days off and I don't always look like myself when I'm at work. Yeah. So I ended up staying about an hour and a half later than normal, which wouldn't have been a big deal. But I was walking home, and I got to about 10th and Broadway. And then I realized it was 1.30 on a Friday during Cinco de Mayo. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, yes. So, first of all, I actually didn't get harassed nearly as much as I thought I would. Okay. The gender groupings on all of the groups were very odd. Because it was like one dude with five girls, and then four dudes with no women. Okay. I see what you're saying. And, yes. Yes, I did get far too many cat calls in Spanish. No habla inglés. That doesn't work. No habla espanol. I had headphones in, so I just ignored it. But I literally made, like, this massive tactical error. So, social contract. You know what? If you want to go out and be a drunk, douchey 20-something, how about you keep it to yourself? No, I just... I'd like your response on this. You were a drunk douchey 20-something. How about I wouldn't you? say douche. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There was one. It came back. There, was, there yeah. was one. There was one day. It's just one of those, like... Literally one day. But it's just one of those things, like... I really wasn't a douchey drinker. I mean, No, I, you were not, actually. You were not even... There, there was one night... You were I'll, not a douchey drinker at all, but it's just one of those... Talk about a mistake I made. Uh, okay. My friend's aunt had a house on 11th and, Lin- uh, 11th and Lincoln... Okay. That he was house sitting and he's like, "Come on down." It's like Cap Hill will have some. We'll have Come some on drinks. down to the coast. We'll have a good we'll time. It's fine. Fun. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And I got two half pints of don't ask what. Well, I guess they didn't have pints of it, but two half pints of Black Label Southern Comfort. Oh, that's and a go fuck yourself drink. Fucking slammed them. I partied oh, for no. quote unquote like about an hour and a half, two hours before I was like, "And I'm gonna vomit and sleep." Um, and we were wandering around. The neighborhood and like 11th Lincoln is like, wh- where's the church? I mean, it's like right. Uh, right the church is at 12th th- or 13th Broadway. And, yeah, so we could see girls walking back from the church from like the old porch. So I'm. And I used to get no. I used to get when I was in my 20s and went to go to the club half naked. I used to get harassed so fucking hard yeah. when I was walking home. And it was like one of those like I did this thing where I yell really nice things. Yeah, but if you're a girl walking from a club. It's not nice. It was stuff like, I'd like to introduce you to my mother. Can we go out to brunch? <laughs> stuff like that. But I yelled it like an alpha wow, you male. Came off like an asshole. Oh yeah, but I think Giant that's the one time. Asshole. I think that's the one time like, I've ever been like, quote unquote, like douche drunk. Like you know what I mean? Where it's like, hey baby, I want you to meet my mom. Let's go to brunch. Like. That's the one time I think but I've ever really. It's one of those things where it's like I'm not just... usually like the hit on ladies. How's your pants? Severely on fire? Should we talk about your golden hour in your heyday? Did I say how are your pants that are on fire? I said, can we talk about how your pants are on fire? 
Oh, because I'm a liar. Yeah. Um, I thought that was something I said while I was drunk. I'm like, no, oh, no, that no, makes no, sense. No. No, no, but I mean, like, in a douchey way. But I'm just saying, it's one of those, like, if you see somebody walking home, and they have headphones in. Shields and up. And they're obviously tired. Leave them the show. Yeah, but you know what? That's inebriation. It breaks down the, the prohibitions and or, uh, inhibitions, rather. I don't and... think I've ever been drunk enough to bother somebody that looked like they didn't need to be bothered. Yeah, but you got class. I need to tell you something about that in a minute, and see you laugh about it. You don't have class, do you? Zero class, but I'm going to tell you something that's going to be hilarious. And on that note, you have no class. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Right. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.